Hello and welcome back to Smooth with Seth. I'm your host Seth, and today's guest is a very, very special guest. <laughs> it's my third oldest sister, it's second me. youngest, Anissa. Yep. Hi everyone. My name's Anissa. Tell us about yourself. So, I think I consider myself his coolest sister. So You're I'm the sister I'm closest to. Yeah, definitely. Um, the third oldest. So we have two older sisters. Then there's me. A wee sister and then little Seth. The best. Save the best for <laughs> last. Okay, so I am 32. So me, <laughs> me so me and Seth have a 11-year age gap. So, you know, it's quite an age gap, but still, um, yeah, mashallah, we're pretty close. So how would we describe your sense of style? Sense of style, so... Just for the, the listener to sort of understand what you look like. Well, to describe you, what you look like... Is it important to know what I look like? Not really, but just so they can imagine you, you know what I mean? So you have brown hair. Yeah, so since I've naturally got brown hair, so we take after, I take after dad's side for that. Unlike you, I'll take after mum's side. And you're lightish skin. I would say I used to be lighter. Yeah, so a lot of people, when they see me, they think I'm Iranian, not Turkish. So a lot of people come up to me and start speaking like Arabic and stuff to me, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what you're saying. Or people go, are you Iranian? And I'm like, uh, no. I've been so, learning about Arabic. Uh, Yahilwa. Yeah, say if as I said, I don't speak Arabic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. um, yeah, so if I was to describe, what is it, my sense of style? Mm-hmm. So, I would say I am a girl, like the way, we, the way we've been brought up, I'm I the kind of girl. Okay, I like to say girl. I think I'm the kind of girl who likes to cover up, like I don't really like... You know, the usual. It's gone too deep. Nanginess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so my sense of style, I would say it's not, it's quite basic really. Like I like staples, items like, you know. Office supplies. No. Such as, you know, a plain crisp white t-shirt with a blazer, nice pair of jeans. How would you describe my style? Oh, your style's quite quirky, like out there. So if I'm looking at your wardrobe, I would say... Oh, lot. we're recording my, my room. Right oh yeah, now. we're sitting in his room, so his room Describe is... Describe it for them. Okay, to, so, they so everything I can see is a massive walk-in wardrobe, which I guys created. You don't need, they don't even know that. Not for him. Um, and this and is... So a lot of shoes, a hell of a lot of shoes, a hell of a lot of clothes for a guy, I would say. But it's a lot of colour going on, which I like. You're not scared to try new things. Looks good. Yeah. And a wee bit of um, back in the day, kind of retro. Yeah. So me, I like coats. I've got an obsession with coats. Coats? Yeah, loads and loads of coats. So if you go into my wardrobe, half of it is coats. I just love a good coat. Me too, I like a good coat as well. I also like a good quote. Do you have any famous quotes you've memorised? No. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a famous quote? Uh, Yeah. Go for it. Meow. (laughs) <laughs> that's what we do when there's pauses we meow for it this is the point to introduce my friend oh I like the shock <laughs> <laughs> so the quote is giving up's harder than trying think about it okay so no definitely I mean mm. love let's talk about love <laughs> no yeah it's a good example giving up giving up on the person giving up on your relationship so much harder than trying because, you know, try to work something out is really hard as well. I was thinking of more life. Like, suicide's harder than, like, continue on living. Wow. <laughs> Deep, man. Anyway, how would you describe me as a person? Because obviously you've known me my whole life. Okay, so you're a wee bit... I would say you're a wee bit different to most guys in the way that 
because you've been brought up with a family of a lot of women, we've kind of taught you things in a slightly different way. So, I mean, if you were brought up with loads of guys, you would definitely have turned out different. So I would describe you as, I mean, I don't think you excessively talk, right? So you're quite quiet. See, other people think otherwise because they don't know that side to me. But then I think the real you... Maybe you're different with your friends. I mean, I'm different with everyone. Sisters always think their brothers are amazing or, you know, the brothers anyone are... Anyone you want to out? Whose sisters do they think? No, no, I don't want to out anyone <laughs> are listening. But no some one listens pe- to this. Some people think their brothers are totally amazing. And who, who, who's an arsehole? Just you would it. actually say, uh, yeah, he's not actually like that. So I don't know. People might think that'd be Yusuf. Mm. But from me I do have my you, haters, you see. I know if I can imagine, mm. by the way, I can. But from knowing you, you're Why do you think you hate me? I don't know, there must be reasons. Everyone hates someone for the reason in it. Something, have you never just seen someone just hated them? No, never, that's disgusting. Yeah, neither of <laughs> that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I would describe yourself, in, in all honesty, if I was to describe you, I would say that you're quite a, not quiet, you're kind of, um, yeah, you're, you kind of sit quiet, you're an observer. So you like to observe and take everything in. Instead of actually be the one who just speaking or loud or just going on and on, you're not one to go on and on. I would say also, I'll be honest, it takes a lot to impress this guy. So whoever whoever you end up with, it's going to be really hard for the poor girl because, I mean, I've had so many years, like I said, Seth, I've told you a story before where... Like, I was really, really young and I saved up all my pocket money. <laughs> I mean, I'm not joking. I used to get £2 a day from Dad for working in the shop. I used to work like a dog and I used to get £2 a day. <laughs> and um, I saved all of that. And then even, like, through school, like, I, I stopped eating lunch. I used to save my <laughs> lunch money to buy little Seth something amazing. And I'm not joking, he was obsessed in Teletubbies. So when I finally bought him, like, a Teletubby actual character, I think it was... um. Dipsy or something is that the one with the brown face they all have brown faces no you're wrong you being the one that watched it doesn't know that only one has yeah so you like the wee Asian one (laughs) the wee Asian one Asian as in brown or Asian Chinese no Asian as in brown Um, so I finally got you I got you um, I finally saved up to get you this amazing toy and when you opened it you went (laughs) ah thank you and that was actually it, and I was like, "Whoa!" I expected you to be like losing the plot, or no, like, just so re- you don't you don't react too much. I'm very reserved. But reserved, I don't know if that's something to do with reaction as well, because like some people might think that the, you're just because I feel an inside not, not there. You're I not do all... get excited on the inside. I do. Ha- I am happy, but you know? I don't. I've never really. I, I can't see a time I felt oh, Safe was so excited about this, or oh, Safe lost his mind over this. Like mm. you're not like the rest of us. You're just so dad. You've taken after dad so much. Do you think that's a good thing and a bad thing. Well, to be honest, Seth, I mean, I really like the way you are. I'm glad you're one of these laid back kind of characters. I like laid back people, but. From a girl's perspective, I mean... Why is those Because at the end of the day, inshallah, one day you'll get married and imagine... Or right, imagine this, right? Imagine it's like Valentine's Day or like some... Your birthday or something, right? And she pulls out all the stops. I mean, she buys you absolutely everything. What if she's worse? What if she has less of a reaction to me? <laughs> you said a shocking couple then. <laughs> Poor kids. I mean, imagine she does all that and then at the end of it, she's like, Seth, Dana! And no, you're like, that point, meow. you fake it, you know? <laughs> oh, right. I suppose. Well, yes, yeah, suppose whoever's half you are all listening, um, he's going to fake it. So yeah, no, but your personality, um, and I would say I would definitely describe you as a really emotional person. <laughs> like I would say a lot touches the heart. So no, nah, yes, yeah, I can be sentimental. 
sentimental and very sensitive like in the past when you were younger and stuff that you know something that means something to you if you were to um you know it, you get emotional really mm-hmm. emotional with some things and deaths I would say you don't deal with them too well what de- the only death I can really remember is uh, our cat Shona yeah you deal with that terribly and that's yeah. what I'm basing this on is that what you were saying that one yeah because oh, right, I watched like how like you were a really young boy but how affected seven. you were after mm. our cat so we had a cat named called Shona and we had her for a lot of your life actually in it a good like five years yeah because she had kittens at one point yeah so we had our i mean my mum is so against animals and stuff like that but we got her anyway and we got her from this wee farm and she was the most beautiful looking gorgeous she was white with like brown she was, like, patches part and persian part something but she had like yeah she wasn't like a normal like yeah no she wasn't a normal shit cat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was gorgeous looking and uh, my mum and dad like mum and dad started loving her as mm-hmm. well like they you know remember when she wasn't well and stuff like mum would make her like special meat and stuff like yeah that. and she's like yeah spoiler and you know so um we loved her and she was really loving like she took a lot of love she used to eat the silence yeah she used to like dip her head in her silence <laughs> Had and because like she was white, obviously you could see the, the stain on her, her chin, yeah. yeah, on her white fur. But um, yeah, we had her for so long. She had kittens. She had four gorgeous kittens, and we brought them up and done all that. So at one point, um, she was missing. So me, Seth, and one of her other sisters, someone went out. Well, she went missing several times. Yeah, but normally she would come back. But this was a lot. Or we'd find her. Yeah, so we thought it was quite normal for her to go, and we she used to go on a wee run going to wee adventure and come back but one a couple of times we went out and hunted for her all night we found her and um, this time round we went on a wee hunt for her never found her didn't think much of it and the next day we got a call to the house phone to say that somebody's knocked her down on the street just like next to our house so when s- did i have to get you out of school mom came and got me out of school she said I, something and then i she said never to my mom what it was at the time yeah, I said to mum, I was like, listen mum, you should really get someone and safe at a school and explain this to him because I know how attached you were, but I didn't expect you to actually, I think, cry that hard or be, like, even after that you wouldn't eat properly and I remember watching you, like, we're all watching TV and you're sitting in thought, so it really did affect you, you were down for, like, weeks, weeks mm-hmm. and weeks and then you... You kind of spoke about it a lot, and I don't think you're you're not one to speak about your feelings. So say me and you say I'm disappointed with you about something, and I've been like, say if that was shocking, or say if I expect this from you, just go quiet. You'd be upset and go quiet. We won't talk it out. You're not one to go listen. By the way, mm-hmm. you're not very not very communicative. That's, that that no. does actually apply to other times of my life, like outside of this with other people. <laughs> See, but I think I mean I don't I don't know why some I think maybe it's a guy thing but I don't know why people do that like think about it if you're going to not express what's in your heart express why something I've I've learned to like say how I feel now it's important yes uh, you know know, communication is key in life yep but I'm that very cool guy I'm very (laughs) (laughs) other than these wee things no I'm only joking but no I I really I'm really proud of you Marshall I think you've turned out very very good so far as you know if anyone feels differently like you know hit me up let me know what he's up to (laughs) um yeah but no i think um marshall i'm quite proud of you and i like what you've turned out like good good yeah so let's talk more about you okay what what year were you born in um 87 so right at the end november 87 so right at the end of 87 so you're a 90s kid yeah so i grew up in the cool time so 90s there was a lot of i think it was a great time well let's talk about your childhood Okay. What was how? What's the first thing you remember 
Because you do have quite a good memory. Okay, I've Marshall. got an amazing memory. So I've got weird things. So mum used to think I was just chatting shit, right? But then she never realised that I can remember things she's never told us. So she's like, well, wait a minute, how do you know that? And I'm like, eh, because I remember it. You talk to Jai's? No, <laughs> just Joseph. So um, I remember being in my ve- very first house. Now, when I lived there, I was only one and a half. Was that Helensborough? Yeah, so that was a Helensborough house. And I remember like the carpet and the walls. And we haven't got photos of them rooms. I remember like sitting and playing with the carpet, putting my finger in it. As weird as that sounds. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I've got a really good memory, but I mainly remember like a lot of things, like nursery. I remember nursery really well. I remember what my nursery teacher looked like. Which what's his name? Her name, McLean. That's good. That was testing, testing your memory there. Yeah. All right. So then you went through nursery. Yeah. So we moved to Renfrew, went to nursery, and I would say because like. I was the third kid, so there was Aisha, the oldest, then Nyla, the second oldest, and Nyla's personality was so overpowering. How would you describe Nyla? Briefly, briefly. Crazy. Very, very crazy, and she used to be really quite attention-seeking, and when anything went wrong, she used to have actual, like, do you know how you get kids that have big tantrums? Yeah. Like, stomp their feet and lie on the floor. Yeah, her her own kids. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, she used to do that a lot. So, I think a lot of time, I learn to kind of sit quiet because she kind of took a lot of mum's time and attention up. Would you say you're a quiet kid? Yeah. People that describe me that were out with them, family would say, like, somebody actually asked if I was a mute at one point. They were like, she hardly speaks and all that. Whereas people like, say, our mamo and our popo and stuff, they would say she never shuts up. That means uncle and auntie for white people. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, uncle and aunt would describe me as saying, you know, she she, she makes a story up about everything or, she, you know, she just doesn't shut up ever. So, yeah, uh, with people I didn't know, I was I was really, really quiet. But I would say that as a child, I did have a wee bit of a, maybe a confidence issue. Like, Is that because your sisters? Yeah. So because of how Nyla was really quite overpowering, Aisha, me and her have a five-year age gap, but she was quite strict and just the way she kind of, dealt with us basically how she is as like yeah, a mother still, yeah. yeah I've um, seen a recurring theme so yeah I think um, because of that I was quite quiet and just kind of kept myself myself but I was close to Nyla me and her used to get up to all sorts but I don't know I, I was quite I see the story so you came from nursery you went to school mm-hmm. and Renfrew school. lived in Renfrew used to go to school all our cousins stayed in that area so we all used to like big massive gang of Asians used to go to the one school and kind of like all, all of them what school Arcoston, that's in Renfrew, and they kind of owned the place because we had a cousin or fan who passed away. He was Aisha's age, so they were in the one class. I had a cousin called Sadia, she was in had, the class. You still have her? Oh, I still have her. <laughs> <laughs> I just killed it off there. Um, yeah, so there was quite a lot of us, but still, once again, I was the quiet one. So you would see me, you wouldn't really hear me. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favourite cousins? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Um, cousins, I mean, do you know, Seth, sometimes I see, like, cousins, right? Don't I don't know if you have this with your friends. Like, sometimes they talk about Eads or, you know, they're so close-knit with their cousins and oh, they'll yeah, come and go and they have, like, amazing times together. And then I look at Arkanda and I'm like, eh, I, I can't relate at all. Ours are very meh. No one comes, no one goes. They're all just personalities. First cousins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and a lot of them are just they just don't think like us they've not been brought up like us so it's funny even if your mum has sisters and you've got colours and they all got brought up in the one house and you would imagine them all would be so similar and brought up their kids similar but no each one of us are all so different 
So I find it really hard to kind of get on with them just because of their ways in a way, or I don't know, they're just not like us. No, I agree with that. Like, obviously, colours, kids, totally different. Yeah. And then Mamo's kids, and yeah. then Mamo's other kids. So everyone's just totally different. So then you said Mum's other kids? No, Mamo's. <laughs> just to clarify, Mamo's meaning my uncle's mum's brother. Oldest, yeah. And Oldest, uh, and then the other one as well. So, yeah, I think they're all just so different. So I think relation-wise, they're all blah. Like, if I could choose my own Rishtadar, like, I think I'd be a happy person. I'm yeah, I'm close like, to my friends and cousins. Well, do you know what, Seth? I am close to my cousins, but they're all my second cousins. They're oh, not I agree. Closest. I'm close You're to close second cousins as well. Yeah. So I think second cousins, especially mum's side and some of dad's side, they're so cool. Like, we have such good conversations and they're really like, do you know, like us, we love a good party. We love a, a good, like, Eid is always, ki- like, ha- mm, everything's happening yeah. and jumping. And then you've got them that are like sloths. <laughs> so first cousins, if you're listening, you're all sloths. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> Primary school, what was that like? Primary school was me. I mean, academically, I done well. I just done my homework every day. Went to school, came back. There was no thing like I know a lot of people go. Oh, I was bullied for being Asian and blah blah. None of that. I had lots of friends. You were never bullied. Never. Is that because there's a lot of you? Yeah, there were so many, and because of our oldest sister was such a. She was a bully. She was a bully. People would not dare to touch us. So there was one point where one guy came up to me and he was giving me so much cheek, and the other What'd guy he goes. Say? He's just like, moving my space, and me, me, me. I'm sitting at a desk, and the, the other guy goes, oh, you know, need to wipe be messing with her. Do you not know whose wee sister that is? And he was like, whose? And he was like, oh, that's Aisha's wee sister. And he was like, oh, sorry. So you you kind of knew right away. And that, I, I, didn't, I, I wasn't actually really aware that, is my big sister scary? So, yeah, that kind of was scary aware. to you? Oh, so many beatings off her. <laughs> so many beatings. That's like, another thing let's talk about. Some beatings? Oh, but, like, beatings were, like, part of growing up. I mean, if you're Asian and you've never had a beating, you're you're a coconut. I mean, we all we all got battered. I've been hit sometimes, I don't, I've never really seen you. you no, I didn't get beatings, I've been hit. By the time you and someone grew up, like, mum had totally toned down. So did dad. I mean, dad used to chase us up the stairs and it was just for a chase. But the sickest thing is, Nyla used to irritate him. And she used to run, and I ran just out of fear for no reason. I should have stayed in the spot. You didn't do get, wrong. Yeah, I didn't do it wrong, so I used to get chased upstairs. But don't you need to be guilty by association? Yeah, because I used to laugh at all our jokes. So. so you and Nyla used to go up to some high drinks. Yep. Let's hear about them. Nyla's thing is, even till day, she loves getting a kick out of like pissing people off. So like one same, the way our back garden kind of sat, I was looking onto like a lane and then other houses. So there was this one woman and she was minding her own business sunbathing <laughs> and Nyla could see her from the back window. So Nyla decided she's going to start shouting things at this woman. So she's like, oh yeah, mama, lying naked and all that. <laughs> she was sunbathing in a bikini. And then Nyla thought, nah, she's not giving me much a reaction. So what Nyla decided to do was pick up like wee pebbles and throw them <laughs> over the fence from her window so she threw them that that far and one actually hit her like right in her stomach uh-huh. and she like looked up at us and I thought oh I'm dead so quickly we got down out the window and we just sat there and my mum's came upstairs and mum was like what's all that screaming about and we were like nothing but that woman figured out where we lived and came to our door <laughs> and she was like if you got two daughters they're shouting stuff out the window and I swear to god I never said one thing I had nothing to do with it I was just peeking at the same time, see what she was doing. And I'm not joking, mum was like, come downstairs, no. And you could see by the look in her eye that we were dead. 
and we slowly came down the stairs and I'm not joking, she called us in the kitchen and at the same time she was cleaning up, like mopping and she, <laughs> went, she said in our own language like, so tell me now what you were doing and we slowly, back, like, I slowly backed up and then she, all you seen was her whip the mop out and we got some beating with that mop. I mean, we probably deserved it. I, I don't feel I deserved it, but we got walloped with that mop. Nyla probably deserved yeah, it. Yeah, she deserved it. She always deserved a beating, to be honest. Would you say your and Nyla's kids are like yous? Yeah, definitely. So I think Nyla's are quite mischievous, cheeky, and really, really hyper all the time and jumps about. Oh, yeah, so I've got two kids. I forgot to mention I'm married with two kids. We'll get into that eventually. Yeah, and... I don't know what the wee one's like, obviously, yet, but definitely Amira's like me. She's quite, she likes, she's quite chatty, and around other people, she kids on, she's shy, and then she kids on, she doesn't say much. Yeah, she's got quite an out there personality. She's she's a bit of me and, and her dad. She's got a lot of her dad in her as well, which I don't. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. So our kids are like us. So did you get up to any of the hijinks with Nyla? So yeah, I, I mean, there's so many times. There's just so many different experiences. Like I, I, I remember, like uh, it used to be quite a crap life back in the day. Like I, <laughs> I mean, our kids these days have such a good life, and I actually look at them and think, "You've got such a good life." Back in the day, we used to go school, come but run back from school. First of all, at school you had shit life. Like you used to eat like a jam piece. A jam sandwich, like a sandwich shoved a bit of jam in it, and that was your lunch, right? Do you not like that? Nah, man, hate it. I've got a phobia to that now, right? Jam sandwiches? Just a plain jam. See, it's funny, someone doesn't like Nutella. Yeah, I don't like, like jam. jam. And not only that, do you know what mum used to do? She used to fry us an egg. Imagine this, right? You're Asians in a school full of white people, right? And she fries you an egg, puts it in cling film in your sandwich, you open it, they all go, hey, that stinks a shit. That smells like farts. Hey, she's eating farts. And you're like, wow, thanks, mum. That's something your daughter would say. Yeah, no, she is a bullying probably in her probably. school, but that's the kind of stuff that used to happen. So I used to go home, and then mum would be like, quickly, quickly, eat. Get your shalvar kameez on and you're going to mosque and it was like, that's it, you're going to... And you got beatings at mosque too. Oh, big time beatings, so who's, who's man. Like, I'm not teacher? joking, most people will know this man and will what know this situation. So, used to get ready and be sitting in the car and because so many of us lived out and my mum was adamant that we had to go to Glasgow Central Mosque because... The men there, the half they were my granddad's friends, so she got taught there, so she found it really important. We all, all the, all the like mums and dads took turns of like dropping us off, and I had this one. I have this one mamo, so my mum's brother, and he was so strict. So in the car, he'd be like, "Shut up!" You weren't even allowed to speak in his car, and I'm not joking. Once he pulled up in the motorway. And he slapped us about. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like he, he pulled up in the hard shoulder and he came to the back and he was like, "How many times have I told you?" And he was slapping us about. And see, Seth, when I went home, went, "Mum, do you know what happened?" Like that, like Dad, Mum, do you know what happened? We got slapped about. She was like, mm, "You must have done something to deserve it." And that was it. Like oh. back in, if I was to hear someone slapped to me about, like say Seth, um, at the end of the day, if you were to ever like do something, I'd be like, "Seth, what were you thinking?" Like you know, you had a kid. Like oh my god. But no, not back in the day. So anyway, we all went to Central Mosque. It was a huge gang of us, and that was run, like, I'm not joking, it was run by our Kandan. Our Kandan, our whole families filled that mosque up to learn. You got beatings at the mosque too. Oh, yeah, so bad. So half Shafiq, he used to be, <laughs> he used to be, rumour is he used to be a wrestler. What? Oh, Gusman, have you not heard that? I've heard that before. He used to be a wrestler, and he was, I'm not joking, he was, like, from something out of Tekken. Like, he had moves. I'm not the Hachi? Joking. 
Oh, big time. Yeah, he could do like. So when what type of beans you get? So like used to sit and used to read Quran and uh, you know used to read and go over like everything sabak and all that he gave you and he used to pull you over the bench. See if you got something wrong, he used to grab your hand, pull you over the bench and wallop you in the back. In fact, and once, this creates a, a negative connotation with the Quran. Oh really? Because we don't believe in hitting, we don't believe in violence, so... So it's very contradictory. It's, it's, yeah, it's so contradictory. So you go to a holy place to learn. If you don't get something right, we teach about peace and tranquility and all this. Yeah, you're getting hit. You get beat, <laughs> no, not hit. Not hit safety, you get beat stupid. I mean, I got beat senseless, so it was really, really bad. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm sure every, you know, place doesn't do that, but back in the day, like, if you're a 90s kid, you got beat stupid. And that was apparently the way you were supposed to learn the Quran or you were supposed to, you know. So it was somewhat ironic that you were reading Quran, learn about peace, the love of God, who have been smacked about. Yeah, I mean, it's not nothing really to do with being Muslim or being, you know, learning about Quran and stuff. I think it's more a Pakistani Pakistani, yeah. Because Arabs don't have that? No. I mean, I've spoke to a good few Arabs and they were like, what are you talking about? You got hit? And I was like, yeah, did you not? And they were like, no. I was like, ah, so it's a Pakistani thing until date in Pakistan. I mean, you hear all the kids. I but mean, I don't think it happens here now. No, it doesn't because they, they monitor these things now. And yeah. I mean, not naming any names, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they eventually, some some um, parents called the police because, you know, their children almost lost their life. And Did they get that bad? Like Yeah, no, not not that it got that bad. There was one boy I heard off. Heard off. Are you sure this didn't happen first hand? You watched No, it this? did happen first hand, but I don't even know if I should talk about it on this. Talk about it, man, it's in the past. I, it was in the past, but I mean, it could still get dragged up. Cause they asked, they, asked, <laughs> they asked some of us to make a statement and mum was like, you dear. And I was like, why, oh. why? Because, I mean, the half is was her dad's friend Hi, but they're all dead now you know? well I mean <laughs> not only that he Hafiz used to um, so say he had this big um, big you know how like keys that are all stuck together there's like a million keys on it was you can imagine part time I, honestly I was like what kind of keys are you carrying and it was like you know the olden keys the big silver ones you yeah. had so they were all joined together I think it was all the mosque's keys because the man used to live joined on to the mosque his house was you know how like when you're walking out the mosque before you go to the new building now you look to your right and there's this wee bit up there yeah. that was his house right um, him and his brother and his wife and all that lived there so mum used to short commute in it mum used to actually go oh, let's go visit uncle and she'd take me up and I'd think mum he beats me <laughs> not really my uncle um, so that yeah me. yeah so one day there was this one guy and he had started and um, he had really bad asthma I think I've told you this story yeah before. you told me this story um, and, the masses um, need to hear it yeah so he had asthma and it's such a shame such a nice wee guy as well he was about the same age as me and do you know his name yeah, I'm not going to say it. Don't give us an email. I'm not going to say it on here because, you know, someone always knows someone, isn't it? Yeah. I go, oh, that's my brother. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Your brother almost died. Newsflash. <laughs> <laughs> he's alive. Yeah, um, so half his same um, started thumping him on his back and then he decided to <laughs> kick him a few times <laughs> while he was on the floor. <laughs> it's not even funny. It was I've horrific. It was horrific w- to watch. Wrestling, he was. And honestly, I don't think this half is new strength because, to be honest, we're, we're like just bad naming all halfsies when a lot of them weren't like that. The Pakistani ones mainly were the ones that are actually from Pakistan. I'm getting her to say this just 
you know, just to know what it used to be like. Yeah, it's not, don't anyone think that this is what we do or this is the way it is because that is not true at all. It's just a part of my past as a child and, you know, it's in the past. But he, um, so back to the story, he jumped on this guy's back a few times. I'm not, like, the guy was on the floor and he, he, he like, slammed into him that the boy couldn't breathe anymore. So somebody, the boy went purple and we were shouting, oh my God, he can't breathe, he can't breathe. And our big sister, Aisha, at the point was quite, like she was held quite high up in that mosque as in she used to have quite a lot of say and she used to take care of all the younger kids and stuff. And she screamed, half is, you know, you you know, to the priest, you need to stop. Priest? <laughs> yeah, whatever, you know, if other people are listening, they don't know what half is. Half is is the imam, which is equivalent to a priest. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. So anyway, um, yeah, and then he got off the guy, but the guy couldn't breathe, so an ambulance is called, and I'm not joking, like, he was revived on time. Just on time. Just on time. And the guy's well, uncle was... Well, happened, he was pretty close to Honestly, it's such a shame, and he never, ever showed face again. He never came back. And do you know one thing, actually, as a child, that really, really startled me, or got me really thinking, right... Because I was about eight, nine when this happened, right? When we went home and we were like, Mum, Mum, you wouldn't believe what happened. Now, imagine a child going home and saying, Oh my God, Mum, you need to hear this. And she was cooking and she's like, What is it? And I was like, Mum, he almost killed a guy today. And she laughed. <laughs> she went, Don't be so stupid and all this. And I went, Honest to God, we're not lying. Then- Obviously, she thought he was all chat shit. You'd- N- Kids who cried wolf. Yeah, yeah. So she thought we exaggerated and all this, and she even claimed she never got hit in her life off of the same guy. By the way, guys, she got taught off the exact same guy we were, we were getting taught off. Maybe she was bashed the the. So bad she can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's what he goes for. Yeah, maybe. So you just forget all about it. You can't even report the guy after. No, but in all seriousness, we told her, and she wasn't phased, and she was like, "Well." I mean, maybe, maybe you know, there was a good reason for it, and there's no reason. There's no reason to ever bashing, touching a kid, even like you. That's not just something you don't do. Like violence is just so disgusting. Like I don't know, especially on a like a child that's learning the word of God, and because they've they've got something wrong. I mean, are you teaching them? You know, in a in a way, you're 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 under so much pressure while you try to learn it, just in case he wallops you out of nowhere that you can't concentrate on what you're reading. The way they got you to learn it, it wasn't back in the day. The thing that really annoys me now when I'm teaching my daughter about, you know, our religion or teaching her about God and God's love and stuff like that is that we never got taught with love. We got taught to fear it. So everything was fear. Everything was like, you know, this, you're going to go to hell if you don't do this. And everything was just such a negative thing that I thought, no way. So it's not the way we were brought up. We weren't in love with our own religion or you know we didn't see Quran or namaz or anything like that is they that... taught it wrong yeah it was taught really wrong and the way uh, it really is this has turned out a religious debate by the way <laughs> the way it really is is you know such a loving thing if you taught it right we would have been so different I feel mm-hmm. I would have learned so much more Quran I would have learned the beauty of it there's no beauty we weren't taught the beauty of it the way children nowadays are I think many people would agree yeah, I mean, I've spoke to a lot of people that are similar ages to me and they have very similar stories. I mean, to be honest, most of my friends are actually you from... friends? Yeah, I've got First friends. time I've heard that you have friends. Seth, I'm not a very social person. I choose not to be a social person because I feel see. with... No, I'm serious. A lot of, I've got a lot of friends from school and from mosque. You want to any friends? <laughs> wow. Um, no, I choose not to be too social. I feel the more friends you've got, the more problems they create, the more Fre- chit chat. 
a friend to everyone's a friend to no one. Shut up. That's, that's a thing. Yeah, I know that's the thing. I wasn't a friend to everyone. I had a set group. No, I know, but some people were like... I found it, as grown up, I found it really hard to make friends because I feel I got on better with boys than girls because Mm -hmm. boys weren't, like I said, like you, they're not judgmental, they're really easy going, you have a good wee laugh and it didn't mean anything, but girls, I don't know, they've got You guys are chill. Some of them, they get the bitchy ones too. Yeah, you just, yeah. Um, But I think, I think girls, especially like, say if we were brought up, it's all just white girls, white boys, they're so easy going, such lovely people. Yeah, I've said this a lot, white people are much easier. Much easier, just so chill, such good fun. Oh, people who don't like me. All brown people, man. Yeah, same here. And it's like when you and then I, I moved school, so we were not. We, no, so you come at high school first. We got to finish that. Oh, okay. We're jumping here. So, you, you got any other more high school, primary school stories? I mean, primary school and high school was very, very blah because all I done was literally studied, go mosque. sat exams, went to mosque, and passed. My mum and dad were fairly happy with, you know, what and what I was doing achievement wise. One thing, a sense story. Sorry, you shitting on the street. Oh, jeez, oh, tell a story. Jeez, <laughs> oh, man. No one has let this go ever. How old were you? So I was five. I was in primary one. I just started primary one. Okay. And I'm used bit. to, obviously, being in the house all the time with my mum. And my mum had went to... Mum. I keep saying my mum. Mum had went to... We have the same mum. Yeah, we do. Just just putting it out there. We both look similar to her, some people say. Yeah. Um. So... I had came back from school with my two big sisters and I was dying for the toilet. Um, my sisters never had that thing to make sure I'd done it in school because I'm still really young or anything like that. And by the time I got to the house, we'd done the door and oh my God, to my horror, mum wasn't home. So I was like, oh my God, now what, now what? I mean, a normal person would go, right, go to the back garden and hide and do it. But my sisters let me take Wouldn't it out. not a normal person would go to the neighbours? Yeah. If you're a five-year-old. You would think we would do that either as well, but... I don't know. Everything was in Aisha's control, being the oldest. You know, we were like, what do I do? And she was like, oh, just do it here. <laughs> and see, see when I actually went back and looked at exactly where she made me do it. It's actually, you. if you're coming in that side of the street, you can see me. If you're going around that side of the street, it's the so worst exposed place. To- exposed massively. Now, back in the day, we had this Singh family that lived like a few doors away. And I, I, I literally, as a five-year-old, took down my tights and oh. done the toilet right in front of her house. So she decided, <laughs> she decided to come out and be like, in her own language, she knew we spoke Punjabi. So she came and she was like, put it. A tiny toilet, Karina. <laughs> it sounded like she was very loving about she it. She was very loving, but she was like, Apne kar, kar, ya kar. Translation, don't do toilet in the street, please go home and do it. I mean, if I could do it in the house, does she think I'd be shitting in front of her house? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. So I was like, eh, this is not a choice, by the way, it's desperation, but I'd, I left a wee logger on the street and <laughs> my sister pulled out like a, a hanky from our, our <laughs> pocket and she, she clearly been cleaning she, it. She picked up like you were a dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say that. I said she gave me that. I was like, here, clean yourself. Oh. It was such a bad situation. Um, but, do you know, to be honest, me, us, free like I had a good cry after it because my big sister Aisha kept laughing about it going ha ha I realised after that was a total set up it was a total set up because afterwards they both kept talking about it and gutting themselves so when they told mum once again mum being mum yeah guys I know I've mentioned mum again she was never phased about anything so we were like she was like ha ha mum look she shat in the street and mum's like oh was I not home alright <laughs> so my mum was just like right go sit in the toilet I'll wash you and you know clean you up that was really it. But, I mean, 
when I got married, I mean, I made out I was this classy, you know, lovely, lush girl to my husband. And um, my sister decided one day to sit him down and tell him this story <laughs> and ruin my life. Do you have any more embarrassing stories? Yeah, but I wouldn't share them because this is the main one you know. So that's, I Let's mean, even Yusuf, like, I don't like these things being brought up. Generally you were five, me... sorry. Oh, I know, but. So then you finish uh, primary school, go into high school. What? Went to high school, same thing. Just what high school was it? I went to Park Main, same one you went it, it was alright. When I was there, it was really good. Like academic joking, level, it wasn't was shit. good. I enjoyed it. Uh, this area is a good area, so the schools are are good. It's just that eventually, by the time you got to it, they became a no, lot. No, it, it was kind of shit to start when you're in the old building, but when you went to the new building, yeah, no, it was I good. think I, I personally, I think it's a really good school. However, I was sitting exams, and I was in, I was going out of fourth year, and I wanted to do more hires than what they were offering, and they wouldn't like, nor would they even allow mum felt like I was better at something so she was like tell them to retest you and put you in a higher class they refused to put me in a higher class they refused to allow me to do more hires so we had a cousin a second cousin that I was quite close to and I said mum you know she's doing six seven hires so her school allows it so mum was like oh that's good so we spoke to her mum about it and her mum was like you know why don't you join this school I was like yeah sounds amazing I would get to do more hires go straight to uni Blah, blah, blah. The usual, yeah. And that was that, that, was that. After that, I went off for a wee camping trip and came back and thought, yep, let's buy my uniform. To my horror, say if it was at all-girls school. I didn't know it. Notre Dame. Notre Dame High School. Now, dun, only dun, allowing dun, guys dun. in now. Oh, yeah, I heard about that, actually. I'm quite glad they're letting guys in, Seth. Because, I mean, the whole... I mean, I've never seen... And, I, you know, I'd be so happy for some of the girls that I went to school with to listen to this. I, I've never seen such crazy or uh, um, violent crazy um, bitches yeah in my life I mean Seth we're brought up in this area we're used to nice kind of people and white folk when I went there <laughs> I've never been exposed to Asians in my life and Seth that was a shocker I'm not joking like what how what was like the ratio we saying so white people honestly anyone that has like siblings that go there first of all get them out of there <laughs> <laughs> maybe change now <laughs> oh it might be but I've heard stories as still the same I mean year after year you hear the exact same history keeps repeating itself I, I would say it was honestly 60 40 60 white 40 Asian That's and a crazy. wee tiny amount of Arab the Arab were nice kept themselves themselves um, white girls lovely and as soon as I started I got on with a lot of the white girls and because I, I was used to that Aye. and the Asians were like oh you're a white girl wannabe who's this new bitch and right away you're in a class they're throwing things at you and they're horrible wait so let's go through it your first day. First day, I literally had this grotty brown uniform on. Oh, I've seen it before. Shite coloured uniform, absolutely horrible. Blue, is it blue and Blue brown? shirt, I mean, who, why would blue anyone... Blue and brown do not go together. It's horrible, why would anyone put, first of all, a blue shirt, why not a white shirt? White would... Keep it clean and crisp, but yeah. no. Blue shirt, brown skirt, and it's like an ugly length, so us being Muslim, you don't want to expose anything, so you had like this medium length kind of cutting off skirt. And you went in and you you thought, oh, a lot of lovely girls, they all wear, you know, headscarf and they look really nice and, yep, nice white girls. And the white girls were really, oh, hi, I'm, oh, she's new. So right away, first things first, went into my English class. They were like, you know, this is your class, this is your teacher, everyone, introduce yourself. And I was like, hi, you know, I'm an son. Yeah, I've moved here into this school. And they were like, a few girls were like, why? Like, just out loud. And I was like, oh, well, I was looking to do more hires and stuff. And they all started sniggering. It was just right away. As soon as I started, I had so many haters. 
and I couldn't figure out why. Um, and then it was PE class, and the the school was full of lesbians. Like there's a lot of them. <laughs> um, and PE was, that was a big shocker to you. It was because I, I back in the day, I mean, gay wasn't really a thing when we so were what, young. What year are we talking? Anyway. Seventeen years ago, yeah. So, and there was, a, a, I mean, lesbians to me were a new thing. So I was like, oh, and some of the girls were just like, you know. PE time was awkward because you get some of them shouting, "Oh, show us your legs!" and "Oh, do this!" and it was just awkward. The whole thing was awkward. Well, but lesbian girls, you say that to like to that as like the rest of in us. The changing room. Yeah, or? so it's like having guys in your changing room. That's so. I was I, it was a case, that, and you, I, I eventually mentioned it to a teacher, and she laughed and she said, "You're kidding me, right? You know it's all girls' school. What do you think I could do about it?" And I was like, "Yeah, but they eventually they touch you and they run off with your shorts. Yeah, man, and they run off with your shorts. So I was like, you know, clearly you need to do something. A sexual harassment. Yeah, nowadays that would be seen like that, but back then they didn't give a toss because they were all girls. So PE was horrible as well. And I, I think as time went on, I got more hate just for being me. Like, as in just for being... I do my own thing. I minded my own business just the way I am now. Like I say, my group circle was small. I mean, I had this group circle. Always and there was keep your circle tight. Tight, definitely. But see, they all knew each other from the start. I didn't. I'm, I'm new. So you made new friends? Yeah, they were all new. But some of them I went to mosque with oh, that I've known from the past. You know? But yeah, there was this um, one girl and... I don't know why, but like it would be break time and stuff like that. She would just be staring at me the whole time she'd be looking over. No, she was a, a Asian girl that just hated me. And I remember it was um, Ramadan. I was fasting, so we'd all, you know, kept our fast, went out. And I was sitting, I remember sitting outside on the step, and it was quite a hot day. It was during like the summer, so we'd just kind of started really it was quite new and um, i was in fifth year by now by the way so whole of fourth year had passed got so much hate off a lot of girls i still had a really good you know friends group but after the holidays we'd came back for fifth year doing really well marshall with all like my studies and stuff like that and um i was sitting on the step and you know i was actually like um during ramadan you want to try and read a bit of quran or read a wee bit of surah and stuff like that so i was actually sitting doing this wee on a step minded my own business my group had said some of the girls weren't fasting that day and they'd said you know do you want to jump down and you know it was this cool little place that is now um the place what's that place called Sev Lupin Scoop oh right is that what that was yeah oh, Lupin okay. Scoop back in the day yeah, used to be a scoop. place called Aladdin's so it used to be like fish and chips and all that you got from there so they were like oh do you want to go to Aladdin's and I was like no do you know what I think I'm just going to sit here because I thought no I'm going to focus on God today a wee bit I've got a bit of time in my hands you know I uh, had a free period after that as well. So I was like, nah, I'm going to sit back and, you know, just sit in the sun and do this. They were like, all right. So I had one girl in the group, which was scary as hell. Like, she protected you. What's her name? Tara. Her <laughs> name was Tara. I didn't think you'd say her name. Yeah, no, her name was Tara. She was one of the coolest girls Shout ever. Shout out to Tara. Um, and still she, alive? Well, she was half white, half Asian. And yes, definitely still alive, kicking about. And she was such a cool girl. And I mean, anyone messed with you, she had your back. And she disappeared that day, and she she had that kind of. Um, how how was she like? How was she like that? Was she like tall? Was she? She was tall, but she had a kind of guyish voice, and she was a bit butch. But she was, you know, just the way she was, tomboyish. I would describe her mm. tomboyish, um, and she had everyone's back. Any, you know, a fight kicked out once a week in Notre Dame, and it was always the most horrific fight you ever have saw. Describe one. I want to hear it. I'll describe my own to okay, you. Okay, so then so, we continue this day on. Yeah, so she they all disappeared and. I could see this other group of girls approaching me. 
they were clearly standing there, figured out after, waiting for my group of friends to disappear, to attack. So I was sitting on the step and the girl decided to pull. I had hoop earrings on. <laughs> and the way she actually got me to stand up was by pulling my earring. Oh. Almost ripped. She actually extended my e- ear hole a wee bit. But thank God that actually sorted itself out. Yeah, the piercing, the wee hole in it. And she actually stretched that. Um, and she dragged me. And do you know what? Till today, I can't even understand why she did it. Or what the fight was about. What was about. her name? Her name was Risa. What's her second name? I have no idea. Risa. Fuck you, Risa. <laughs> so what she done was she grabbed me and she was like, why are you talking shit about me here? Why are you talking shit about me? And I was thinking, what? Like, I don't, I, your, your names never came in my lips. Are you sure she like, I was like, you were someone else? I was like, oh, I think you've got me confused and stuff. She's like, oh, no, no, I've not got you confused. And you know the horrible words Punjabi swears that they give? The PC, no, nah, can't joking. do stuff like that. The PC word, I mean, she threw it at me so many times. She called me a slut and she called me, you know, all the classic words that these girls love to throw about. And I was shocked and I was like, surely not. And then she actually like, she grabbed me by my hair and I thought to myself, I actually said to her, before you continue, I'm, I'm fasting. You know, they say like in Islam, if you've got, if you've, uh, if someone's fasting, don't even start a fight with them. Don't even argue. Someone should be able to say, I'm fasting and they should drop it. Uh, and she went, I don't give a shit. <laughs> and she dragged me by my hair. Um, and she started like kicking me in my stomach because I was on the floor. And she got up and she ran because the rest of my friends were coming up the hill by then. And my friends were like, whoa, we're going to get her and all this. And I was like, no, no, leave it. So I said, leave it. And I, I walked back into the building. I just simply wanted to have a conversation with her to say why why what is this like you know what's this about because that's what we've been taught to do you know speak to the person sit down have a conversation so I went back and we were in front of um we were now in the building first we were all on the school floor and um she grabbed me again and we had you know like you say if you get new school shoes that have an edge on it sharp heel she got me to the floor Wait, she, so you went back to speak to her. And I went back to speak to her, and she went, "You're back for more, bitch." Is what she said. She grabbed me by Why my hair. Why did you take back? Why were you doing that, man? You don't understand. She was fat. She was how big, fat, and I was—I wasn't a fighter. She was really chunky. How, made. How, what were you like, like now, she's like I was—I was size sexy. I was skinny as like back in the day. I was really, really skinny, and I was really, really kind of weak, just the way I am kind of now, like weak wise. Like I wasn't, I didn't have and so much how, strength. How fat you see this kid was? Oh, she was, she was, I, I wouldn't say she was pure fat, like Lucy Hang fat. You know what I mean? Like fat hanging kind of, okay. not that kind of fat. You know, when someone's like really heavy boned and they're, she chunky. was a similar height to me, but she was chunky ass. A chunky brick? Yeah, one of her kicks say you Mars. The, the like, word for it is a unit. Yeah, she was not a fridge. She was a bloody fridge, right? I mean, she choke slammed me a couple of times. Like, she was massive. And I'm not joking, the whole school came out you for this she's fight. she's not fat anymore. No, I've seen her about. And what I do thought, you see about? Why are you not like, be like, oh, you bitch, remember you beat me up? <laughs> do you know what? I think, I've got a feeling, like, I got a text from, like, an anonymous number years later. Um, because she still has similar... F- see, this is a weird thing is me and her both share a group circle, but we're not each other's friends. So till date, we have a group circle. So she knows some of them and I know some of them. I see them now and again. She sees them now and again. But she got married and, you know, you grow up, Seth, after nah, a while and stuff like that. But after, I do see a look in her eye and I got a text once to say I'm really sorry for the past and stuff like that. And I just assumed it was her. 
I didn't even reply and go, oh no, it's all right, because I thought, no, it wasn't all right, because I'll tell you what happened after that. So, so then you went back. I went back to speak to her and I thought, do you know what, mum and dad have always taught us, well dad always says if someone hits you, hit them twice as hard, this is dad's advice. Mum has always taught us that, you know, if someone's misunderstood, go and have a conversation. So you need to find the middle in yeah, between so both I of thought, those things. Yeah, no, I've learned that the hard way, by the way, because I should have went back and just punched her first thing. But Sometimes, you know, you got to do one or the Sometimes other. Sometimes you got to do it. you just got to do it. I, well, tell, I tell my child this, I should have fought back because it turned out that me not fighting back, she messed up my face really bad, Seth. So she, the way she punched my nose, she cracked a bit of my bone. Sure. She, the way she kicked me in the face when I was on the ground, she, her, the, her shoe was, it was like really big heels, but the chunky kind of heel you get, she actually made my eye go kind of swollen inways. And she, I was bleeding and she had ripped my, sh- and the worst thing about her fight with me was she tried so hard just to shame me in a way that she tried to pull my skirt off. You know, just to expose me in front of all the girls. But that's when I decided to fight back because I thought she's took it too far. And then what happened is while I was on the ground, my friends weren't all there except one, which was Tara. She'd got there. Was she a unit? No, she was slim but really toned. Okay. She worked out a lot. She ran. She was a runner. She was... So then you go back to confront the lady. Went back. Um, she got the better. I mean, all her friends kept kicking me while I was on the How floor. How many of them were they? I was about five in my memory. Yeah. So I'm not joking, like they messed me up quite bad. So it got to the point to get myself out of this, I had to grab her by the hair and smack her off the wall a couple Ooh, of times. Oh, that sounds, that sounds, it felt good. I didn't feel bad. Although she was hitting me that hard, I still felt bad doing it. But I tried, you know, I had to wallop her a good few times. And the worst thing is, I thought, like, you and you being the wee kid, I've got a wee brother and sister, I've always taught you, right? And then there's this crazy bitch who just attacked me. So I thought, nah, I can't have this. What am I going to tell my dad? Or what am I going to tell everyone else? So I thought, no, nope, not going to do this. And I also thought, people are going to think I never had it in me to fight back. So I grabbed her and there was a radiator. <laughs> a really, really, do you remember me telling yeah. you this? A really thick radiator next to us. It was a really old, it's currently still is the exact same building. It's a really old building. So the way I grabbed her by her hair, she was like, coming back for more like she was a monster so I, I still wasn't getting the better of her I had to smack her head off that radiator <laughs> <laughs> I had to smack her head off that radiator about four times before slightly slightly knocking her out for her to stop but then her friends still beefed into me like they still continued to hit nick of time Tara came and she grabbed them all and was like, get off my friend. Walloped a few of them and then a teacher came out I mean it took that long, everyone was like fight, fight, fight no teacher. They were all sitting having their lunch. No, this was in the lunch break. No teacher came. Right at the end, blood I had blood all over my shirt, ripped shirt, ripped skirt. Eye was going in. Couldn't see out my left eye. My nose felt like it was broken, but it wasn't. It was just a a hairline fracture. It's called. Um, all this stuff messed up. My lip was burst. Um, my e- earring. You know, as I told you, my ear was pure messed up. All that. So the teacher calls us both up. Now this teacher was a head. She was also What's her name? Mrs. O'Neill, brilliant woman. Um, she called us up and she said, listen, but she was also our music teacher at the time. And she had me in her music class and me and her got on really well. And she said, listen, I'm, I'm, I need to pass this on to Mrs. Fleming, who was the like, second head or something like that. They shared duties. And she said she wants to deal with us personally. Now, I didn't know at the time that she was really close to Risa, this other oh, one. Right. Yeah, I got it really done. I really got... I should have just said, no, no, I need you to deal with this. But I said, right, that's fine. I thought it was safe. It was going to be simple. I'm going to go in and go, she attacked me. Look, it's state me. 
was no evidence suggest otherwise. Well, all the people watching were her group of friends. The other ones were kids and they weren't asked for a statement. So I feel like I was really, really set up. So, I mean, I was doing a lot of hires. I was doing really well. I was at my peak. You know, I was sitting everything, trying to get prepped for getting to uni. Um, and pretty much she said to me, right, what happened here? And I explained it. And then I looked to my right and the girl sitting crying her eyes out. No, no. Should have punched her then. <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to, but I thought, no, no, let's be clever here. That's going to make matters worse. Why so I was you like, forced cry? I just can't be fake like that. No, but more than that, Steph, I was shocked. I was like, are you shitting me right now? Like, she's crying and she was like, oh, you know, we had an argument. She attacked me. And I was like, no, no, I hardly know her. That angers me, man. I was like, no, no, I we had... Oh, I hate I hate like liars and I was like no no that's not what happened I said I was sitting on the step check your cameras because he had a camera out there I was like check your camera you know she came and attacked me she made this whole bullshit story up and really made it sound like I got the better of her and then the woman went out and said right, I'm going to speak to a few people that were there she did chose- they never check the cameras the camera outside they checked and there was you, the way it was cut off some of view some of the views, so you only seen us for a spit, a wee second, but you did see her grab me, still nothing was done, and in, in the video, I didn't do a thing, you also seen that, dad was so angry when he heard this, you know, dad laid yeah, back, never sees a thing, dad, my dad's like the calmest guy ever, he was raging when he heard it's this, our dad, our dad, she pretty much said, right, okay, now, how, moving forward, what should we do, now, if to go forward, I need you, she said to me, to promise not to touch her, or get her back, you know, get any revenge. And I said, I can't promise that, I'm sorry. What? I was that angry at that point. I was like, I Didn't can't you promise just lied? that. I, I wish I did, because ru- it really ruined everything. I was like, no, no. For what she's done to me, she's embarrassed me in front of the whole school. Now she's lying currently. I want her to be punched. I need you to do something to her. They suspended me. She literally picked Sometimes up the phone. Sometimes you don't need to tell the truth. I know I've learned that the hard way, Seth. You know, I've always been taught the truth. Tell the truth, you'll do well. I've written, oh, work out eventually, you know. God's with you if you're honest, but no. So um, she literally picked up the phone. She told us both step out. We could still hear her and she dialed Dad's shop number. She phoned Dad and she was like, I'm sending your daughter home for starting a fight. So Dad was raging, sitting thinking, you started a fight and Dad actually said, ah, it doesn't sound like her. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, wouldn't Dad think? Yeah, he was like, ah, it doesn't sound like my daughter, um, you sure? You've got the right and his son. She was like, yep, they're both sitting here in front of me, they're both blood everywhere, this and that, described it. And the four people she decided to choose to back up our, her my friends. story were all her four friends. So they were like, no, 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 you don't understand. She shout, They made out I shouting something at her. And then she gra- I angered us, so she grabbed me and then I got the better of her. If Faked you, the whole thing. She was actually sitting there with an ice pack on her head and I thought, are you joking? If you listener know a person called Risa, ask him about this. And beat her up anyway, either <laughs> way. And just batter her for her name being Risa. Um, yeah, so then what happened is they suspended me and then they wrote a letter to my mum and dad to say they no longer wish to have me there. And I need to find a new place. So pretty much they chucked me out of school. I've never had any warnings. I've never had, you know, you get like, what is punishment exercise? Yeah. Called? I've never had one in my life. I've never had anything like that. And from someone doing that many hires, you know, trying to be, and I, I, academically I was doing well. And they, all the teachers knew it. But see if this was Park Mains, they would all be like, that's not possible that that was her. Yeah. Because I was a year, I was only a year in. Some teachers were shocked that knew me, but a lot of people still didn't know me. They got rid of me. And with because I hadn't sat my hires, I left with literally nothing. 
That's so shit, man. Yeah, honestly, like, I sat in the house for months and I had to wait. I had to apply for a college course that I didn't want to do. And I had to just start college. This girl fucked your life? Pretty much. She really did. And I think she's aware of that because she didn't realise at that age what it meant for her to get me chucked out. So do you really think this text was from her? I do because when I seen her, she gave me that look with her face as if, you know when someone gives you sorry eyes? Have you ever had sorry eyes? Like, really, I'm really, really sorry for that. I, I don't think I have. I have known. I mean, the net. No, no, see, when I see people who've done mm, me wrong, mm. I just give them, like, a dirty look. They don't give me sorry eyes. But she done me wrong and she knows it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But these people don't know they done me Well, they probably know they done me wrong, but they don't give me the sorry eyes. And then I just want to bash them in. But, sorry eyes. Yeah, so she gave me the sorry eyes and I kind of thought, you know what, I'll let it go. But it was really hard to let it go, Seth, to go. So have you wrong. forgiven her? Yeah, I mean, everyone was young and every... I think things happen for a reason. It's a lot to forgive. It's a lot to forgive. It took me a really long time, Seth, and a lot of pain. When would you say how... how Six, seven years. Since that happened. I'm not joking. Like, I'd be honest. Anywhere I hear she was going to be, I used to have awful thoughts. Like, I'm going to turn up there and beat the shit out of her. And, you know, that's not... You know, that's not me. So I never actually acted on it. I never will. Just putting it out there. I'm not a violent person. I would never do something like that ever. But, yeah, eventually I just thought, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. And I met some of the bestest friends that I've currently got by going to college. So, so if I never went, went to college... So study? To be honest, they never gave me an option. Nothing I was interested in. Like, although I was interested in psychology and stuff like that, which I eventually studied after, um, at that point, I didn't really get an option. My, it's like, you know how you get these... Um, what are they called again? Counselor teachers? Guidance teachers. Guidance teachers, that's the word. It's been that long, Seth. Um, guidance teacher filled out my application form for me and just asked me a few of my interests and jotted it down. This is how much of a cow she was. And then I had to start college within the year. And I was doing something like social care, something oh, I've some not got any shit. care yeah. for. And no, I don't think that's a stupid shit. Like, studying that, I mean, that's stupid. That just no, she just didn't it. care what I was into. I mean... I figured out after that they actually done higher courses. I should have just done my hires there. Yeah, you could have done a college. But there was a lot of things they weren't allowing you to do with by leaving with nothing. They don't know where you're at with anything. So they advised me really wrongly that the best thing to study was social care. And I sat there every day, day in, day out, with some of the stupidest people <laughs> thinking, what am I doing here? And not only that, that makes me sound like I think highly of myself. I'm not saying that at all. Just people are not interested in learning. They're just sitting, messing about. You know, like idiots. Yeah, I was sitting with a lot of idiots and I just thought, what am I doing here? So every day was pretty miserable there. But um, at one point while we were in Notre Dame, there was a school that's really near it called Hillhead and they had some, no, of, some of the coolest guys there and, and, you know, girls there. And we eventually merged for exam time. And I met some people, a couple of guys in there that I got on with really well. And we all ended up in college together. And I still know them and I'm still really, really good friends with them. So I met like some of my best friends in college and we had the funniest times, you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's really that. Um, and then I started working after that. I thought, you know what, this is not for me. I went to work and then years later I what decided... What was the college that you went to? I went Annie's Land. Oh, okay. I was at right college. It was a nice wee building and their lunches were great. <laughs> I used to have the most amazing macaroni. I took you as a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I took you as a wee two-year-old, three-year-old, four. You're three, four. Um, yeah, so I took you as like a wee three, four-year-old um, to meet my friends. Remember? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, so, yeah, but um, that was really that. So then you went to work? I worked, I worked for Sky TV for a while. I really enjoyed 
that was good as well worked my way up I was just kind of to make money and just really after that happened I, I kind of lost interest in learning because I thought I just felt we were done like done, done out you. yeah I just felt ba- hard done by I just thought what was the point of me putting I didn't know all the full that and I feel angry for you now but obviously yeah well I've, I've had to learn the hard way to let go of it but um, I, yeah I felt really hard done by and I just thought you know what forget studying I'm just going to make some money and enjoy life you know buy a car and get nice things I really did say if I'd done it all man that's I discovered like it's really bad. I'm not currently even into designer gear anymore. <laughs> but I loved my designer stuff, like designer bags and stuff. So I would save. And mum dad never asked me for a penny into the house. That's or a anything. good thing about Pakistanis. Yeah, my mate was telling me he's white and he lives with his uh, family. He has to like pay like a dig money. Amount. They call it right. I've never heard of that, but he needs to pay like a an amount. But obviously, it's never the amount he'd be paying if he was living on his own. But still shady. Yeah. Mum, dad would never make us do it. I actually offered sometimes. I was like, "Oh, dad, like, do you want me to put money at this, money at that?" He was like, "Why would I need that?" Yeah, and I was like, "Few. That's their role, you know what I mean?" They yeah, shouldn't. that's what he said. He was a wee bit offended, and I was like, "All right," because uh, I just thought I'm working, I'm making quite a bit. And you know, Seth, back in the day, the bonuses were crazy. Do you know that? Like, I'm not joking. Naturally could do well at something when you're chit-chatting to someone and you know sky back then was so easy it was such a good laugh and there was asians there but they didn't bother any of the girls they just done their own thing they were decent and white white folk done their own thing it was just a good laugh we had a good mix in our group and um my bonuses were like eight nine hundred a month so i was yeah. making well over a grand and a half and then I what had, a month yeah and i had like eight nine hundred pound bonus because back then they really paid you well nowadays i've heard it's totally different yeah, so I had so much money. I used to take you and summon out. I used to take you to places and buy you food, take you to the cinema. I used to anything summon wanted. I used to buy her anything you needed. So it was good like that. I really enjoyed my life. And then I got to a point where I thought, is this going to be it? Like a lot of the girls I was going working with were just getting married to like Pakistani guys or going abroad and getting married and then coming back and then that was their life. And I thought, no, and you no. Thought, like- is that, is, is that all there is to life at this yeah, point? Yeah, I thought, no, no, that's not what I was supposed to be doing. I was supposed to get an education. So then I decided, I had a word with mum and dad, and they were like, no, it's a bit late now, just... That's one thing that dad said to me that really bothered me. He was like, you're going to get married in a few years anyway, and you're going to get married, and then that'll be that. And I was like, whoa, what? No, 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 I, I need to get education. So then I decided I was going to start... I had to start right back at the start, so I decided I'm going to go to college do my hires, study something and then get to uni with it. And I studied like psychology and Alhamdulillah, I'd done my degree and stuff. And so you went to City Glasgow? Yeah, I went to City Glasgow. I Same loved place it. I went. Brilliant place, brilliant place. But they've knocked down our building now. Sad, sad stuff. I watched it get knocked down. Wow. Through I didn't. I actually, I actually <laughs> passed it in the car like a few weeks ago and I was like, so sad, man. All my memories in that place. And once again, I met some of the best people there. Let's tell us about some of them. Well, I mean, I had a few really nice Asian girls in my class and a few really, really cool, um, really cool people um, that I still know and still speak to all of them. And, you know, we have good laughs and they were in my class and my class were very, very different. They were really mixed. Everyone came from different backgrounds. Some came from money and some really came from, you know, really rough areas and stuff. And I just feel we had such a good mix. I get That's a good thing about higher education. I've noticed it in... Well, not as much as college, but in uni, just everyone's from different places, oh, you know? totally, totally. And you get some that are, you know, in some different parts of the world, they're from everywhere. Yeah, I've got a lot of Europeans in my yeah. class. 
yeah definitely and I think it's just so much fun getting to know different personalities and stuff and I think I kind of learned a new me like from being the kind of girl that wasn't that confident hardly spoke too much and stuff I really really changed in like college because I felt safe and kind of comfortable in my class and you know I knew I could be myself and it was like a big family so uh-huh. it was so much fun so much fun um studied hard really enjoyed my course and sat my exams and stuff and it was pretty easy to be honest at that point you know in college and then went to uni so I got I got you know good marks A and a B and then I got accepted into Cali and then I got accepted into Glasgow was it yep Glasgow or was it Strathclyde I don't remember it's that long ago it was one or the other one didn't do psychology and the other one did and then I got accepted at UWS and me being Strathclyde does psychology that's where it was then because I think it was really near yeah I thought to myself, you know, all my friends are going to UWS. Why not? Like, I'll go there too. You know, I was scared of kind of missing out on the fun. Did you and, regret that? Oh, biggest regret ever. Like, <sighs> I just thought, why? Anyone that goes there, I feel so sorry for you. So, I, I, mean, I know some people go It's there. so depressing, the building, I've the commute up to there. To me, it reminds me of the old building of Parkman's. Oh, yeah. It's just literally, it's like Gotham City. You're, <laughs> as you're getting up to there, it sucks the life out of you. Every lecture felt like a year long to me, like oh, biggest regret ever. But at the end of the day, I was still with all my friends. We still had good fun and stuff. And I don't know, I just felt, oh, I could have went one of the better unis. I don't, I don't know. No one really spoke to me and made me understand like the importance of like someone reading a better uni you went to you know what I mean yeah. like education wise but no I mean it was all good it was good fun and stuff done what I had to do and that was me I kind of finished up because so, by then because I went back it was time for me to kind of get married so. so then during college you met the love of your life <laughs> <laughs> yeah so during college years I had a guy in my class one of my classes um, who was quite quiet quite kind of guy didn't really speak much didn't really hear of him and I kind of kept myself myself other than my friend group it was just an extra hide I was doing, so it was like a group of people. I never really knew anyone in the class. There was a guy, and I kind of used to be in my group and stuff, and I got talking to him. And at first, he was originally from Pakistan, and I've always thought, you know, people from Pakistan are weird, and you know, I would never. <laughs> I, I used to say to mum, like, I would never ever marry anyone from Pakistan, like, no chance. And Meaning stuff. they can be they can be from here, but just ethnically Pakistani. Yeah, they can't born be there. born there, lived there, and just moved here to study because they. We would just never get on, like, we're so different, Seth, like, you're the same, we can never do it. But this guy, there was something different, I mean, he didn't sound Pakistani, he had a slight accent, but I just couldn't figure out where his accent was from, I was like, are you, have you studied elsewhere? And first I found him a wee bit rude, just the way he spoke and stuff, but eventually I thought, he was such a nice guy, like, he had a good heart, and I liked his... His, just the way he, he was with his like, family and the way he spoke and stuff and I stayed friends with him just friends for a really really long time and um, we went to uni and stuff and one day he just kind of said you know um, it's really funny actually he said um, you know my aunt she wants me to check out this rooster and I yeah. was like all right okay and I kind of I think inside I felt a wee bit oh okay because I, I just kind of thought you know, like deep down, you kind of think this is such a nice guy, but you would never act on it. Me being me, I didn't act on anything, and I just thought you would be, you'd make a nice guy. You know, as a nice husband idea, and he he had things about him like he loved kids. I'm a sucker for that. A guy who loves kids. That's a, that's a thing to you guys. A out wee there. tip for you all yeah, out there. Pretend you like kids. No, don't pretend. Be yourself. Cause it's pretend all, you like kids. Don't pretend. It's always going to show. She'll see. She'll see right through it. I've met guys that kid when they like kids, and they're like, you can see it on their face. They don't want to touch them. <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, he was really good with kids. And I think the thing that got me is he used to like Skype his mum and dad back home in Pakistan. And the way he spoke to them and the way he spoke about them was so damn loving. And I just thought, man, I need this positivity in my life. But no, he was... Big cringe, okay. <laughs> he, was, he was just such a nice guy. So he said, you know, he's got a lot of family that live here in Glasgow. And he was like, yeah, do you know, my aunt's seen this, um, heard of this girl that's looking for a rishta and, you know, looking for someone. And I'm going to meet her. I think she might be nice. I've heard good things about her and stuff. And I just felt my heart sunk a wee bit as far. Right, okay. That's sad. Yeah, I just thought, do you know what? If there's someone out there for you, you'd do that, you know. Whatever's for you won't pass you by. So I thought, right. Then um, my mum, when I came home, said, you know, one of your aunts phoned and, you know, she said that, you know, they want you to check out this guy. Was it the same day? No, it was two or three days later. That's coincidental. Yeah, so she was like, they, they know of this guy and she said, um, you know, it's one of, it's, it's her nephew and she's really interested in you. Did you have like a Bollywood moment? And you were like, nah... I know who I want. <laughs> no, because then, I mean, he could have said at that point, you know, I'm not going to check out this girl, I quite like you, or, you know, he could have said anything in a, de- in a decent way. No, there are decent ways of doing it. He could have done that, but he didn't. So I just took that as, right, he's clearly, it's it's a one-way thing. Like, maybe he doesn't feel that, or maybe he's never had a thought like that. It's cool, we'll stay friends, you know what I mean? Like, we get on so well as friends, it's fine. Um, But... Then when I went back and I was like, yeah. I mean, it must have sounded to him. I was scared to tell him because I thought it'd sound like, yeah, well, someone's coming to see me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he'd be like, eh, right, okay. Um, You're making this up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So in conversation, I didn't really kind of mention it to him. Like, it came up in a conversation. He was like, all right, are you going to meet someone too? And I was like, yeah, and blah, blah. And then I said the, the woman's name. I was like, yeah, there's some auntie that she knows. And he went, oh my God, that's my aunt. That is the same woman. So really, what? really early on. Wait, it, what? Yeah, what? do you not know this? So it turns out that the woman that was interested turned out to be, we both, our aunts are really good friends. So, you know, Auntie Najma? Yeah. So she's really good friends with his colour. Mm-hmm. so they talk to each other and Auntie Najma obviously knows that Anissa's looking for a rishta and she knows that she, there's you know her her nephew Sherry that you yeah. know so they kind of thought oh, let's let them meet little did they know we already know each other we go to college and uni together we've known each other years and do you know what I mean that's so very weird. yeah so mum found it hilarious she was like I cannot believe that's the same person so yeah, we had a good laugh about that, but eventually we we postponed that. We just didn't let it go through because we wanted to. Now it was about each other. We wanted to talk about this, you know what I mean. So they didn't really come at that point, and then ages later when we had decided, like, but um, yeah, once we'd you know talked about it and stuff, and we were sure that we wanted to get married to each other. Um, spoke to mum and dad about it and stuff, and then after that they came for us because we wanted it to be like proper, not they just yeah, came by course, chance. And I would have been like, oh! but think about that, Seth. If I hadn't told him, that would have been a Bollywood moment. I would have walked in and been like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> that would have been amazing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, you do see that in films. Yeah. Um, yeah, people think I'm chatting shit when I tell them this story. I'm like, no, really, that is a real story. Like, uh-huh. I don't know what else to tell you guys. Yeah, and then in 2013, we got married. You have a good wedding? 
well you were there it was, see b- b- weddings that I've noticed recently they've gone out of hand like summons they're just crazy expensive and yeah. crazy crazy mine was a bit more basic I said to mum and dad listen I don't want you taking out loans and spending so much money and stuff I want you to just be comfortable you know spend what you want because a lot of people like especially white folk they have to pay for their own weddings a lot of their parents yeah. don't do it so I felt kind of sorry for mum and dad especially because they had married off my older two our older two sisters and then they still had someone in you so I thought it's too much pressure and Sherry was really happy just to have a smaller wedding but we still ended up having 250 there which didn't end up too small we've got a massive can done uh, so where was the wedding oh so the wedding was at Marriott nice. Marriott Hotel it was really nice um, it was a good day, but a bit of a cringe day. Like, I, I've never seen such a nervous bride in my life. Like, when Dad was walking me down, I continuously started bursting out to cry. And I had, had my makeup done by one of the expensivest top makeup artists. I know. And it, I ruined it. Like, it was just a horrible experience. So people love their <laughs> wedding days. I yeah. hated mine. Like, And then everyone's staring at you while you're on stage and taking pictures of you. I didn't love it. I just wanted it out of there ASAP. I was like, uh. let's get this done and get out. And yeah, when I watch the wedding video back or I, I look at pictures, I just feel, I don't know, cringy. Mm-hmm. And do you know who my photographer was? That Raham, you know, Raham? Yeah, the guy who Pradesia uh, guy. He was my photographer. Um, he was a really good friend of Sherry's first cousin. And um, he done it. And he, because he's such a joker, he Sherry's was, her husband, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, Sherry's my husband, that by the way. That makes sound like a girl's name. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm not married to sh- a girl. I'm married to Sherry's a guy. Yeah, so he took our pictures, and while I was taking our pictures, he was continuously making me laugh and be like, oh, hug him now and do this now. He just made me feel really embarrassed. So a lot of my pictures are making the ugliest, awkwardest <laughs> smiling, which is horrific. So, yeah, there was that. Good stuff. So what about you? What are you looking for in someone? What about so, it? Have I you? want a nice black girl, you know? You like the black girls? Maybe mixed race, black and white, you know? Best uh, of both I, worlds. I, I personally, I mean... If Zindia, they, if you're listening... As in there, if you're listening, my mum and dad aren't going to accept you. Don't worry about it. A t-shirt with you on it. They mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, so you're into the black. That's all right. What were you into? Were you into? No, I'm into it. Personality-wise, what into do you think? Is well, see, that's the way it should be. See how people that just stick to their own kind. I think that's really wrong. In a way, it's good. In a way, I find brown, brown girls boring. Oh, so do I. That's why none of them are my friends. You know what I mean? Not a lot of I them. I thought you have say. friends that are brown. No, I've just a couple. The rest yeah. are white. You know what I mean? They're judgmental. You get a lot of girls. If you are listening, don't hate me. I'm not talking about all of you. There's just some of them that are just No, my listeners are bland. Same, some of them I mean? are bland. I mean, I've got to be honest. And, and nowadays, I find the girls are all very... They, they, they look too much at Instagram. And Wait, we'll get on to this. We still need to finish off you as a person before we get on to this. Ah, okay. So then you're married. Mm-hmm. You have a kid? Yep. I had um, a wee girl um, quite soon after I got married, actually. Um... Amira, we called her Amira, and she's five now, mashallah. And just a few weeks ago, I had another wee baby called Eva. Mashallah. She's a cutie pie, wee, wee baby Eva, who I've left downstairs while I'm recording this. Yeah. <laughs> she's probably looking for her mum. <laughs> so, do you want to get into motherhood? What's motherhood like? Do you know, to be honest, a lot of people change as a mum. I'm exact same. It's just like having two wee dolls. So, literally, I do everything I normally do, and then... I've got two wee dolls, a dress and feed and, you know, Amira's getting a wee bit naughty these days since wee Eva's been born, but mashallah, it's, it's a lovely thing. I think it's good. Amira knows how to, like, insult you personally without really knowing it. Oh, she's really clever, so she she knows how to do all this, so Steph, she insults you really often, right? She talks about Appearance driving, and So she, 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 she talks... <laughs> 
there's nothing she doesn't talk about, you know. Oh, she's a horror. So she actually might. She she's really good at digging at people. So but she'll she be like, really intend it in a way. She doesn't intend it. She really she doesn't intend it to be as hurtful as it as turns, it turns to out be. to be. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is. I said to her like, I think we were. I don't discuss. I don't believe in talking about weight to children. No way. Like, I don't think you should make them aware of race, religion, weight. These are things I don't. And make them aware, but do you know because some of the sisters have made their children aware of it. Yeah. My child's learning off of them, um. <sighs> so that's hard. Um. So she said something about because I've just had a baby. She's like, "Mama, you used to be skinny, <laughs> and now you're really not. See, they're really not cho- yeah, word of choice." Last. I was like, "Whoa, that 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 hurt." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh." <laughs> And she was like, why don't you maybe just get skinny again? I was like, all right. I'll take a skinny tablet. But yes, yes, she does say some things, but I don't think she intends to be so horrible. I Mm -hmm. think she genuinely thinks a certain way and then words it. But yeah, she's, she's, she can be brutal. I'm hoping we baby Ava turns out a wee bit different. Inshallah. Inshallah. I'm hoping she's more like what I was younger, like a wee bit more quiet, a wee bit more timid. What I've noticed from other sisters the siblings are never the same. No, never. I, I mean, I don't know if any of you guys have similar brothers and sisters and stuff, but I think me and you are probably as similar as it gets. Maybe it's like, so Budgie is not like anyone. Nyla. <coughs> Nyla and Summon? Nah, not, not, not at all. Everyone's yin yang. Okay. Aisha, the oldest, is really reserved, really quiet. Now, she used to beat the shit out of us when we were young, but hey, she's different now and she's really she doesn't really have much to say. Nyla was, she's really funny, sarcastic, crazy out there. Me, I would say we, I'm a mix though. I've got a bit of you, I've got, I, I, I get, and I get on with yep. pretty much all of you, so. What would you say someone is? I would say someone's just, main word to describe her, sensitive. Caring mm-hmm. and sensitive, but she's different to us. Like, she doesn't find the same thing funny. Her funny isn't our funny. She's not open to new ideas. She no. hates change. Hates change, and I worry about people that hate change. Change is yeah. a good thing. And some, yeah, it can be good. Most things, and most things, uh, um, change, yeah, definitely. So that's your life. That's my life summed up. It actually sounds really boring when I talk about it. it doesn't sound. I'm sure, there's many things you've left out. Yeah, I have. I've had to. I've definitely had to. Can't go into too much detail. You know. So that's. You know how it is. Next topic. Mm-hmm. You wanted to talk about my generation. Yeah, so like, I mean, what's the age gap? Me and you, 11 years. Me growing up, especially when it's like relationship and stuff like that. I think As you say that, I've asked the listeners to ask for relationship advice. Let me just get that. Okay. So, here's a question. Okay. Settle down now or have some fun while young. Also, oh, he's also asked me to put on the podcast, but uh, that's Matthew. Matthew asked that. So, Matthew, <laughs> hi, Matthew. Yeah, so have fun. Now, see, a lot of times, some people, especially when they're like, you know, they've not got any religious beliefs or certain things behind them, they think that they should have as much fun as possible, get out their system. I can kind of understand that because once you're settled, you're settled. But I don't know, you you yourself would know what you need. So, for instance, I got to a point in my life where I felt a wee bit you know, you've done everything, you've lived life and you kind of, you need more than that in life. You need someone that you can talk to as you're falling asleep or someone discuss like main, main things with. And, you know, a relationship personally, I think, is just so much bigger and better than just having fun. Because it, it doesn't mean, if you're talking about that kind of fun, I mean, 
you know, you'll, you'll have someone be in a committed relationship. You'll know yourself if you're ready for it, but only commit to someone. Matthew is a bit of a womanizer. I, yeah. Uh, you, you, you'd only know, really, I think, when you know, you know. But until then, I wouldn't just settle because you need to find that someone special, you know. But until then, I would just say, as you get older, maybe calm it down a wee bit. Yeah, Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. Tone it down a wee bit, Matthew. Because also, another thing I would like to say is, do you know, like, from personally, like, me growing up, I remember, like, a lot of, see if you get guys that are interested in you and they've got that kind of reputation, that they're, they're kind of womanizers or they're out there, they may mean well and they may be such lovely guys and they miss out on the opportunity of finding a lovely, lovely girl because she's kind of... But no. people can change and people can chat shit about people. Oh, no, I get all that, Seth, I get all that. But do you know what I mean? By girls have this thing, it's like God Fuck made girls. it. No, built in. It's a built-in thing that they can kind of vibe it off a guy. Like, I'm really good at vibing people. I like, think I'm really good at vibing people. I think we both are, by the way, Seth. Yeah. I really think we are. That's why we've got similar kind of views. I can pick pick people's vibes up, so I yeah. know when people are, like... Chatting shit or not. Shit, I can not kind of fun. watch someone for a while and I kind of get, I can get the gist of it. Is this person that I mess about or not? And I think if you give, even if you're not and you give that vibe out they're not going to come near you. Because if they're looking for just a good guy or something, you know, just a genuine good guy, they're going to stay well clear of you. So, like, piggybacking off of Matthew's question, what should a girl brown will go for? Like, a Muslim girl? Mm-hmm. Just because I think Muslim people listen to this. <laughs> what should they look for in a guy? And then we'll ask the opposite of that. Okay, so I know this is a wee bit awkward because, like, your podcasts aren't, you know, all mainly Muslim-based or whatever, but if we're talking about, like... Muslim people and stuff like you can, that. You can talk about other non-Muslims as well if you want, but... I think overall, a lot of... The problem, I feel, with your generation is and a lot of, like, kids I see nowadays and, you know, I've, I've, I see your mates and I see all of them. They're such cool people and stuff like that. I love how you are all so different. Like, you've got individuality and you've got a different sense of style to back in the day. You aren't scared to be different. Mm-hmm. I really like that about your generation. I wish that existed in mine because we're all too scared to be ourselves or try new yeah. things. And a lot of yous are really, really creative and stuff. But where I would really fault yous all is relationship. Like, I just feel like when it comes to, like, looking for someone or just the way yous behave around the opposite sex and stuff like that, I just feel that yous have got the wrong idea of what yous are meant to be doing or so what, what yous are looking, looking for. for. I just feel like nowadays it's so... Girls, girls should be looking for someone that's, like... Like I say, if they've not got that vibe or something, it's quite hard to narrow it down. The vibe vibe is just somebody that's got a good head on them. So, for instance, I mean, you get a guy who acts like they're dotty over a girl and stuff like that. They may be nice people, but they've got no direction in life or job Mm, prospect and stuff. I hate people with no ambition. Yeah, that's one of the biggest put-offs. Like, if someone isn't willing to do better with themselves how are they going to do better with you? Do you know what I mean by that? Like, yeah, how are you going to get places? And I feel a lot of people, <laughs> they're so in la-la land that they don't actually get that you are going to live together. There is going to be bills to pay. There's going to be work. Like, One thing mm-hmm. that I've thought about, you can like the idea of someone, yeah, but not actually like them. It's such a big problem nowadays. Like, I think people are, they watch a lot of movies, especially, like, Bollywood movies and stuff. Like, a lot of girls, honestly, I'm not joking. So. You're all losers. Yeah, losers. Um, And they kind of imagine it to be different to what it is. Or they just love the idea of being in love. And then when you actually get to know the person, they're quite blah. Or you're actually like, is this all there is to you? Like, really? Is there no more? Yeah. I just think, see when you 
watch someone, watch them in their natural environment, watch them doing their own thing and you'll know yourself if they're for you or not. You have similar um, views on things. You don't need to be the same. I'm just meaning like similar views. Um, but they say opposites attract. Opposites do attract. I mean, me and my husband are really, really different. Yeah. we're so upset you know that um, but still there's a thing about I love the way he thinks I love like the way he feels for other people so for instance I'm a sensitive person you know I, I know some couples and the girl will go oh you know that's such a shame look what's happening in Syria or something and he'll go ah shit happens <laughs> these kind of things happen you know you just got to um, man up and you know you get guys that just brush things off like that and the girl must think wow like you know the I don't, I can't, a person can't get on with a guy or ever be married to someone who's not going to feel what you're feeling or, or kind of, you know, acknowledge it. But at the t- same time, it's quite hard because you find a lot of guys who fake it these days. Like, I've, I've, with my experience, yeah, I've got friends. No, no, no. I've got friends who have little sisters and they talk about, like, guys that they know and stuff and they can't figure out if the guy's real or not. And I just know a lot of guys fake it. They, so they what know. Do, what, what is it they should look for? And how do they know if it's fake or not? I think, as cheesy as it sounds, you'll just know. Your heart will tell you because you'll. It, it'll take time, but the longer you're with them, you'll know they can't keep this act up forever. And there's something about them. And also, I would say, Seth, and I would say it to all your listeners as well and all your mates that listen stuff, <laughs> to judge a guy, judge them by the group. Of friends they hold that says everything about them not always honestly always so for instance my friends are good people i know i know some of them i think some of them are such you cool guys a, another ramadan dinner this year. sure guys she's all invited to my ramadan dinner this year round i'm not having a baby and i'm not on wales so i'll inshallah do you all a big massive dinner together it'll be fun yeah any of you have questions just free to ask we can have a yeah we can have session. a we can have a question and answer session sitting there um, but yeah, judge a guy by, or judge people by the really close-knit, if they've got a close-knit, of, you know, friends circle and stuff, look at them, watch each one of them and you'll figure out what this guy's how like. How do they go about watching people? Like, how do you find I'm not friends? saying sit like a pair of and just sit and stare. I'm just saying, like, surely you'll know their friends. No, like, always. If someone got to know you, a girl got to know you. Like, tell them, tell a girl about their friends just to, like, you know. So you mean a secretive kind of guy? Then I would wonder. I would wonder if I knew that guy. How come I know you this long or this well, and I don't know any of your friends or know of them? You don't need to know them, especially in our community. Right, no, not of them. You probably know them. Yeah, you'll know roughly what they're like, and you know, as girls, we do our we investigate. Then Mm. we'll look up. So guys, I don't tag any of your friends in any of your pictures. Wow. So you're actually using my advice against me. I don't think I'm willing to talk about it anymore. So what would you say, guys, should look for in a girl? See, rather than look for it, I think they should just correct themselves first. Like, just I've said this to people. Be true yeah. to who you are. Like, better you know yourself I mean? first. Better yourself first before you start looking for somebody else. When you feel you're at a good place with yourself, with your, if you've got religious beliefs, with your religion, your spiritual, uh-huh. uh, mental, uh-huh. uh, and physical. Yeah, like, see these guys, I mean, I'm not being horrible, that are, like, broken, and they always want some girl to fix them. I think it's more the other way around. I think it's usually broken girls with, like, dad issues and stuff like that. Yeah, like... From people I know. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> they have issues, man. I just think... And they think a guy would fix that, but... Nothing's going to fix that event, and it's going to get worse, because yeah. you're going to be disappointed yet again, because the problem exists within you, your mind, your heart. Sort yourself out, get yourself help be the best you you can be and then look for it or, or move on with shit, you know what I mean? And then hopefully, inshallah, it'll come your way. I don't believe in this, you know, 
someone's going to come and know it's going to be great and no chance no chance you know everyone's going to get a rush that turns out to be the guy they like you know yeah no (laughs) (laughs) definitely um no but i just think guys when you're looking for girls now stay away from the crazy bitches yeah that too big time that I hate it when there's a guy and he's so out there and he wants a girl to be so, I don't know what the word right word is here. I need to be careful what I'm saying. You don't need to be careful. You say or do I not? Where well, they want them to be so reserved and so decent and all this, whereas they're so out there. And I just think, nah, I don't think so. I think you get what you deserve. Do you know what I mean mm, by that? Yeah. Get someone who is equivalent to you. So, for instance, you've got guys that are like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'd, I want to settle down with someone decent. And, and they, uh, they throw this word decent about all the time. And I think, <laughs> mate, are you decent? Actually, now that you mention it, do you know what a I mean? lot of them do say that. A decent word. A de- and it's like, but you question yourself. Are you decent? What are you looking for a decent word for? I'd you ain't decent. all my friends are decent and they de- deserve decent girls. You would say that though, innit? No, I know what they're like. No, inshallah, no, they will. But I think girls look for... See, girls that are... are um, constantly need reassurance stay away from them insecurity is one of the ugliest things and so many girls i know even till date have it fix yourselves fix yourselves girls first don't look for them to fix you like i've just said but guys stay away from them type because (laughs) they're going to be easy because then the girls go on easier well it's easy at the start see when you're married and finally like you want them you think you'll get married and they'll eventually be secure it doesn't stop there they're not secure there it's just where are you going what are you doing who are you talking to it becomes all this and it's not a fun relationship I would say set things look for someone who who loves if we're looking for like if we're talking an Islam side of it find someone who loves God more than anyone you know who loves who who's positive person in such a nice space and who is just in love with their god like in love with allah they can never ever do you wrong and that doesn't mean go for a boring girl you know that has to wear hijab not every girl who is in love with their lord wears a hijab you know what i mean yeah, of course not um so a girl who's just a positive girl, you know, see how they are with their family. Have they got sisters? Are they nice people? You know, someone who, and someone who brings out the best in you. Does she make you laugh? Does she make you think, oh my God, she's crazy? Or, you know, someone who's secure, got ambition in life, not too much. you got to have that chemistry. you got to have that chemistry. She should be ambitious and does something in life. Do you know what I mean? She's got, got something she's crazy about other than just you and her. And someone who you think will, will teach, make a really good mum. Because remember, whoever you end up with, she's going to be a mum in Shrilla one day. <laughs> she's going to have your kids. So, you know, and vice versa. So look for someone that you think will make a really good member of your family, a good mother to your kids. You know, someone who's just genuinely nice, genuinely good. And it's really hard to find. So how should they go about finding these people? I don't think you should go looking for it. It'll come to you. It'll come to you. Like the way I didn't go looking for anything. You just... God puts you in a situation where either you start something and there's new people there or you end up doing... Like me, I wasn't supposed to go to college at all. I was supposed to do what I do. Go to uni, get out there, you know. But I ended up... Because my changed, I ended up... That means fate. Fate. My fate changed and I ended up going there and meeting someone and really liking something about them. And don't just keep meeting people think, maybe this is the one, maybe this is the one. Because that's just sad, first mm, of all. Definitely, definitely. And it's just, I don't know, it's just not going to be like that. You just need to be, it's right time, right place. Mm. You'll meet someone, trust me, you will. And when you see them, you'll know. You won't need to force things. What, what do you mean you know like, immediately? <laughs> no, no. Like, but first of all, you know that you're attracted to how they look. You think, wow, she or he's really lovely looking, right? 
or your type there'll be something about their eyes you might like there's something about their face but something will really get you like if someone like for me it's sensitivity I need someone to really understand the things that understand or what I care about and stuff like that I mean some girl might come up or she'll be in a class with you or you know she'll be somewhere and she'll be talking about something and she really really gets it she gets what you're about she gets she's got a similar kind of vibe to you and you'll naturally be so attracted about, to that like, girl a person in me no one's really on my vibe see that's a wee bit hard Steph because I thought no one was on my vibe either for ages but that's why it took me quite long to find someone because I just thought no one actually gets me. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, even our humour, Seth, we were talking about this today, our humour's so weird. Like, no one gets our humour but each other and some friends. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So a girl or a guy might be like, uh, what are they talking about? Yeah, do you know what I mean? But also, yeah, they don't need to get all of that side of you. As long as they get the things that you think are important and you, th- I don't know, you should just think the most amazing thing out there. If you feel like that about someone, they're definitely, you're not going to get better. And I find a lot of guys, the thing, your generation problem is guys always, they're so scared to sell because they think, ah, I might find better. <laughs> and that's a really horrible way to think. I know people like that. Yeah, I know people like that as well, especially younger folk. And it's like, that's not that's not the reason, you know, to not settle. If she, if she ticks everything and maybe she's not the best looking or maybe she's not the cleverest or there's always something you think's not perfect, go with it. It's fine, do you know what I mean? As long as she's not insecure. <laughs> as long as she's not insecure, don't do insecure people. Because their whole life they want you to fix it. Mm-hmm. And it gets tiring eventually, do you know what I mean? So you know what I'm like? What do you think I need? Type of person? Yours. I mean, Seth, I think yours needs to be really careful. <laughs> for, the re- <laughs> for the reason that she needs to realise she cannot be insecure at all because you'll be one of them people that you don't I mean I could be crying right it's happened before and I'm telling you something I'm so upset I've had a fight with my sisters I'm like Seth look at what they're saying to me and you just go it's alright man like (laughs) I'll be alright man you don't really have much to say about it so someday a girl that needs a hell of a lot of care or reassurance is not your girl (laughs) someone that's more sure of themselves and knows where they are and they just need to talk it out with you but I think someone who she'll need to be the louder kind of funny one and let you just sit back and be you there's always Mm -hmm. one in the couple and I think she needs to be a wee bit see a lot of people who know a different side to me they think I'm the loud and funny one yeah no you're loud and you can be funny and stuff see normal every day to day you you're more laid back and you like to watch like us sisters you like to watch us do daft yeah. things and us have a good laugh and joke and you'll laugh with us I think you need a girl who definitely is funny you do not do boring you used to all of us I don't think many girls are funny the many girls are not they're bland as hell but I think funny gets you Seth so funny I think she's got to be really funny and she's got to be a bit different need that space you're not into the nice nice like you know you get some girls that are just too nice that you're like oh yuck you're just too nice too sweet, yeah. yeah that's not your type at all so I think you need someone with charisma and a bit of just really funny person but See, someone you know that's going to get on with all you sisters because whoever decides to settle down with safe I'm just putting out there there's four of us so yeah you'd probably need to get on with most of us we're really easy going but so it'll be hopefully fine inshallah but she might find it hard mm-hmm. settling in and a black, she's got to be black in it. <laughs> yeah, she's got to be black, jet black. What jet black? <laughs> you, you said you want to be a big sister to everyone. So is it anywhere they can ask you questions? Yeah, I mean, my Instagram. You got, you're going to give your Instagram hand, name out? Yeah, they can Instagram me anytime. They want Don't to follow ask me her, but questions. you can message Yeah, her. you can message me, ask me questions. I mean, I've done I've done uh, psychology, I've done some counselling. If any of you need a wee bit of help or a wee bit of advice... 
I mean, she guys. She can help you fix the broken. Part I can help you fix the broken so you don't need to marry a girl that does it. Or girls so you don't need to marry a guy that does it. Um, no, but in all seriousness, I mean, Seth, you come to me with some of your problems, right? Uh, of course. Discuss the deep things. Yeah, of course. And we sit and we sort it out, don't we? Yeah. Yep. So where can they find you? Okay, so my Instagram is my first name, so A-N-I-S-A-H dot S-E-E-S-E-E, Anissa dot C-C. Yeah? So just message me. Girls, please don't message me anything about my brother. If you're going to ask advice and put my brother's name in it, I will be like, okay, bye, delete. So, yeah. Well, going to chat shit about me. She'll back. She's got my back. Yeah, and what I love Seth, like, our, my love for Seth is deep, deep. So, yeah. Never told about Girls, you, should, girls, you don't not want to be attacking him. Well, you the day you were born was the happiest day of my life. So, do you want to get into that? Long story? Yeah, we could. I mean, it's it's a long story, but we'll just cut it short. So, for my mum had um, four daughters, and she always just wanted a wee baby boy. She did have a wee baby boy ha- between like after three of us girls, but he died. Um, he would have been my directly younger than me. Miscarriage. She miscarried um, with him, and uh, ever since then, she's wanted a wee boy. Everyone wants a boy and a girl, yeah. So pretty much, you know, my dad was just in this belief that we're never going to have a son and this and that. And I had this dream, I had this wee dream that I was sitting in my room um, when I lived here and this the beautiful wee baby boy and he's crawling about in my room. He crawls down the stairs and he's hiding under the sofas and things. So I didn't know at that point um, my mum was actually newly pregnant. So I went downstairs and I was like, Mum, Mum, do you know, I had this dream about this wee baby boy and he was beautiful and all this. And she was like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. So my mum didn't tell us she was pregnant until she was, what, seven months or something? Plus, you know, we could see it eventually. We're not, we were not dashed. She's already kind of fatty. So, you know, we, it wasn't easy to tell right away, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, when she became kind of a lot bigger, you know, as you do at the end, we could see it. Um, and my dad was just like, listen, girls, it's not going to be a boy. Stop keep saying that and all this because he was getting himself ready for this to be another wee girl. Although it's not that he's disappeared, not yeah, it's not not even that he's disappointment like disappointed, like he loves us all so much, and he always says if I had four sons, it wouldn't have been what it is today, you know. So he's learned that his, his favorite is my youngest sister, yeah, and mum's favorite is you. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I'm nobody's favorite. I think you're both of their favorite, actually. Like you're loved so much by both of them. Here's open. Here's open. Um, but yeah. So the day you were born, we all took school off because we were like, no chance, we're going to miss this. So mum was in labour and um, she went in the night before and we sat there and I just remember I read every surah I knew. And, you know, as a kid, I was only 11. I didn't really read a lot of namaz every day. But when I heard mum was pregnant with you, I started praying all the time. And I had just learned, like, completed my namaz. I would find myself on the janamaz, on the prayer mat, just constantly going, oh, God, you know, please give me that beautiful baby boy I've seen in my dreams and stuff. And then on the day you were born, my dad actually, dad actually came out and he pretended to us girls. So it was me, Aisha and Nyla sitting there, me and my two older sisters. And he was like, you know, it's a girl. And I was like, you're lying. You're a liar. And I wasn't willing to accept it. And my other sisters were like, Dad, don't lie. Come on, we know it's a boy. And then a few hours later, she had him and he was a boy. And honestly, he looked just like the baby in my dreams. It was just such a wonderful day. 
yes it was a really nice um day it was just amazing because see the look on mum's face like when we walked to the hospital we could tell she was in pain and she was a mess but the how happy she was to hold you she couldn't believe she finally had a wee boy and you're oh Ashley you're beautiful self like, yeah these massive <laughs> still her yeah these massive eyes and you look so similar to what I dreamt white white wee face and oh you were perfect and you were such a good wee baby like you were just amazing but the sad thing is after that you just got totally mollycoddled off all sisters mm. like all four of us wanted to change your nappy we all wanted to bath you and we were just always all over you but I think as you grew up we kind of backed off yeah yeah except me time I had surgery on my neck oh yeah yeah so at one about one year old or something you couldn't drink you had a wee hole in your neck and you were just born like that and every time you were drinking milk it was quite sad you started losing weight and becoming really weak um, milk kept coming out your neck like at the wee hole and they were like oh we, we need to do surgery on him and my mum mom was really upset so were we all we, d- we just couldn't see or hear you in pain you had this operation and you got left with this wee scar but as you grew older obviously <laughs> I'm looking at it now as you grew older the scar kind of got bigger and bigger along your neck and I remember you coming to me about how old were you about in primary school primary five primary five mm-hmm. maybe a bit old Primary two or three. Oh yeah, so I'm forgetting kind of how ages work here. Yeah, you were about primary two. What you were about six, seven, six. Mm. So yeah, it'd be about primary two, and you know, you said to me like, oh, you know, Anissa, I don't know, I don't know, Anissa, what to do, and I'm quite worried. And I said, like, what are you worried about? And you were like, look, it looks horrible. As I'm getting bigger, my scars getting really, really big. And I remember what all the other sisters were giving you advice, like, don't worry, we'll get the best cream or gel for you, and we'll put it on, and it'll disappear, and you'll be beautiful, and... Pretty stupid advice. Stupid, and I was actually, I was like, well, hold on a minute, this is not the advice we should be giving him. So I took him aside, away from my mum, and I was like, listen, Seth, you know, a scar on your neck, I mean, honestly tell all the girls this story, chicks love it, I was like, chicks dig this stuff, just tell them you got into a fight and you're super strong and, you know, you got cut there and, you know, you survived it, I was like, just tell them a crazy story like that and you should have seen a smile on your face, Seth, so you were happy and then you were like, yep, I'm going to do that. Chicks dig scars. Chicks dig scars, yep. So, and we're saying that Sherry has a lot of scars. I guess it works out. It does, it all works out in the end. me another story, Nyla used to torment me. Oh yeah, she did. She used to put spiders, literally capture a spider, throw it in front of you and be like, oh my God, Seth, look. But you know the saddest thing about that is imagine us doing it to her son now, right? Her son's a scaredy cat, man. No, not that one. The oh, the younger one. The oldest one's scared of his own shadow. He's scared of everything. And the younger one, I mean, I think you were about three, four when she used to do that kind of shit to you. So just one thing in particular she used to do. Oh yeah, the thriller. So one day, so I was always a sister that kind of protected Seth, I still am, I'm always the one that kind of, if mum and dad are angry with him, especially mum, or she's not letting him go somewhere or do something as he was growing up, I'd be like, mum, just let him, please. I'm always that one, but um, I remember once, you know, the Michael Jackson thriller, it was actually quite a scary video because they're all coming out of... Like graves and stuff, right? What was the Qu- werewolf part in particular? Oh, the werewolf part when he's turning into a werewolf. When so you're watching the movie. Nyla, my second old sister, the one I've talked about earlier, the one that's crazy. She decided that was, she got such kicks out of really tormenting her wee brother. So she decided no one else is home. I'm going to put this on for him and really scare the shit out of him. And it was, I think it was about four, five, and she put a thriller on. And I don't know what I came home for. I got off the bus and I came home and. 
I'd came through the sitting room and to my horror I seen that on and I knew he was scared of it so I quickly ran up and I put it off and he was Sherry SF you were shaking it was such a shame and I went mental at her I was like I did didn't it I was like, why would you do that to him? And she just found it funny. She kept laughing. I, I feel like actually doing that to her kids now. Shall we do it to her kids? <laughs> Put it on, scar up the man and be like, right, deal with that now, Nyla. But yeah, that was, she She, she got kicked. She her own kids, you know. She does, she does. We don't need to do any of that. She's awful, isn't it? She does a lot of horrible things. But yeah, so that was that. Was that. Saved you there. Yep. So I think we've told enough stories. Told enough stories. Which brings us to the end of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it and um, it was nice talking to you all. Tell them where they can find you again one last time. Yep. So any of you on in all seriousness, if any of you ever need advice or anything, um, don't worry, I would never tell, not even Seth. <laughs> I wouldn't tell Seth that he's messaged me. Um, You can find me on my Instagram, which is private, but you can always message me. It's Anissa, so A-N-I-S-A-H dot S-E-E-S-E-E. And I know a lot of you girls on my Instagram do know Seth. <laughs> Some of them are really awkward around me. I don't know why. Girls, yeah, if you are see, listening. See yeah, there. I mean, do you know, it's really horrible, awkward, horrible being your big sister because I think a lot of these girls catch on that I'm your closest sister. Well, there's no way they would know that or see you. Maybe they see us about, but when they see me in Nando's or they see me in town, they act like, oh my God, you hear them go, oh my God, that's the most I've seen. Yeah, I don't believe that. It's the most I've saucy sister. And I go, what's the deal? There's this one girl in particular that does that and she'll go, oh my God, there's that girl again. You want to describe her? There's safe sister. You do, come on. And I, I'll look at her and eventually it comes to the point I give her a smile, but she acts nervously as if she's about to start crying. So I just think, <laughs> right. I think, right, okay. And I walk away. But yeah, girls, even if any of you want to message me, Hit me guys up. Too, like, guys, yeah. definitely guys more than girls. I mean, you're the ones that need the advice. A lot of you are fucked up. A lot. I, 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 um, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> you just need help, I think. And trust me, I can, I can help you out. Anyway, you can find my architecture page at Architecture Safer. You can follow the podcast page at Samosa with Safe. And you can follow me at Samosa with Sauce, obviously. And I'm thinking I should change my name. Is Samosa with Dime? What do you think? Smosa with chutney. But you can't be a smosa, you need to be something Why do I need to be something else? Why do I need to be something else? Oh, do I be a pagoda? They're all misshapen shit. Why do you can be a glab jamming? Nah, they're round and a black. Mm, round and yellow, no thanks. If any of you think of something good, then let me know. Yeah, and don't forget to stay spicy. Yep. Bye. <laughs>